Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm JW. And we are back after an extended break. And it is time for the NFL playoffs. It has been a great season. There have been a lot of fantastic storylines. But now it's January. The weather is getting colder. And these teams are going to have to perform in high-pressure moments. We are going to predict each and every game of Wild Card Weekend and tell you who's going to win that game. But first, we have to start with something that happened in Week 18. We have to talk about the hometown Houston Texans, who coming into Week 18 had the number one overall pick. And JW, I'm going to turn it over to you. Can you explain how the Texans threw away this pick? So they had the tie at the beginning of the season. So they were a half a game below Chicago the number two team heading in. Chicago, they lose their game because they're terrible. The Texans, all they have to do is lose, and they keep the number one picks. But instead, at the end of the game on fourth and 20, they throw a Hail Mary to score the touchdown to, to tie the or to go down by one and then go for two and actually get it to win the game and lose the number one overall pick. And, like, I understand why Lovey Smith is doing this because he's getting fired either way, whether they win or lose. I understand Davis Mills, like, he wants a job after next year. But, like, this is just terrible for the Texans organization. They should have intentionally lost the game and locked up that number one pick, especially when you saw that the Bears lost. I mean, this is it's terrible because now they can trade up. The Bears could maybe take a quarterback. You don't get your pick of Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whichever one you want. You got to take whoever's left to you. You know, you hope that the Bears take Will Anderson, but if they don't, then who knows? Yeah, totally agree with what you said. I don't necessarily think that you can ask these players to throw the game on purpose because most of these players aren't going to be on the team next year. They don't really care if the Texans have the number one overall pick or the number two overall pick. This is just a job for them. They're playing for their futures in the NFL. And to ask them to throw a game on purpose, I don't think that's reasonable. And I don't think that really happens very often. I think teams that are tanking just genuinely have bad rosters that can't compete. And that's why they lose. It's not like they're losing on purpose. No, if I was in this game and I'm the GM, I'm firing Lovey Smith the week before. Yes, I agree with I'm that. Take, I'm Laramie Tunsil, Brandon Cooks, anyone on a long-term deal, veteran, they are not playing in this game. And then I would just, you know, get Pep Hamilton to just run out there with the worst team of all time. But that's the thing. Like, you saw the Colts do that with Jeff Saturday, right? Where the yeah. Colts have midway through the season. They weren't even that bad. They fired Frank Reich, and they put in Jeff Saturday, who never coached football at any level in his life he won one game against the Raiders and then lost every single other game for the rest of the season including yeah. and this then one they move up from you know nine to like four and that's I mean that's good for them they, and they have a chance to get a QB absolutely and I think I'm not saying that's what the Texans should have done but what do you expect when you keep hiring coaches who know they're basically on one-year deals and you're basically going to fire them at the end of the season I don't really understand the Texans plan and this is, I guess, my bigger point, because yes, the Texans lost the number one overall pick. But beyond that, I think we have to look at the bigger picture, which is that ever since they traded Deshaun Watson, even before they traded Deshaun Watson, when they got 
when they fired Bill O'Brien, um, ever since Cal McNair took over, there hasn't really been a plan. They kind of just have been sort of rebuilding, but they don't really have a quarterback. They tried the Davis Mills experiment. That didn't work. Nick Casario is supposed to be this genius coming in from the Patriots. He's had some good draft picks. Other draft picks haven't really planned out. And there just doesn't seem to be a clear direction where they're going. They're hanging out. They're hanging on to some highly priced veterans like Laramie Tunzel and like Brandon Cooks. They have some young players coming in, but they hired David Culley. And then yeah, I, just, I actually think he outperformed I mean, that was a team that should have gone maybe two wins, three wins. And he took them to like four wins. And if you're going to the next year, if you're not going to draft a quarterback and win and try to win this season, why are you firing David Coley if you're just going to fire the next guy? Exactly. Like, like, if you're not trying to win the next season and you're trying to tank, just keep David Coley around. Let him stick around. You still have Lovey Smith as the D coordinator and Pep Hamilton as the OC. And then, you know, if after the next year you want to hire, you know, an offensive guru when you draft Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, then do it. But don't. That's the one part of the plan that I really think doesn't make sense. If you weren't trying to win this year, why fire David Coley? And I think it was all kind of obvious from the start that David Coley was never going to be the long-term option because no one really thought of him as an NFL head coach. And then I think similarly, no one thought Lovey Smith was going to be the long-term plan. So like, what's going on? It doesn't make any sense. And if I'm D'Amico Ryans, or if I'm some other potential head coach this year who's looking for a job, I stay away from Houston. I am not going to Houston because there are problems within that organization. I think it is clear that Cal McNair is in over his head and that Nick Casario also does not know what he's doing. I think the future is bleak for the Texans and it's really going to depend on, I mean, whether Bryce Young or CJ Stroud are generational talents at quarterback, which I don't think either of them are because I think if CJ Stroud turns into Patrick Mahomes, Obviously, that changes the whole fortune of that franchise. But if not, I think they're just going to stay being an average to bad team for a long time. So, I mean, that's with most teams, though. You got to hit on the quarterback. Yeah. So it's going to be obviously crucial. Can you imagine if the Bears trade the pick to like the Colts and the that would be like doomsday scenario? And then Bryce Young turns into a Hall of Famer. Meanwhile, CJ Stroud turns into the next, I don't know. Dwayne Haskins or something like that. Yeah. That would be one of that would make this laughable moment one of the worst moments in sports history for a team. Yeah. Uh so with that out of the way, let's move on to predict the games this weekend. There are a lot of interesting scenarios. Most of the games are not projected to be very close, but we may see some upsets. So let's get into it with the first game on Saturday. The Seahawks, who just barely squeaked into the playoffs thanks to a Lions win over the Packers, go to the 49ers, who are on fire. They have won 10 games in a row. Brock Purdy is playing out of his mind. He is the best statistical quarterback in the last few games of the season in the entire league. So the 49ers look like clear favorites. Do you think this is a blowout? Are they going to win this game? Can the Seahawks potentially pull the upset? I'm going to go with it's it's a, probably going to be around a 14-point win. I mean, when you just look at the firepower that this San Francisco team has with Brock Purdy, like playing the way he has the last like five, six games, uh, I, I just don't see how Seattle is going to stop it. They were really hot early in the season, but 
uh, kind of through the middle and late stretch. They just were, were kind of an average team all around, and I don't see them really stopping San Francisco. As much as I want to pick Seattle to win this game because I am a Seahawks fan, and I do think they have some chance of winning it. I think Geno Smith has been great this season relative to expectations. Kenneth Walker has been great. They have some good pieces on the defense. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are an elite receiving combo. But I don't think they're winning this game. And the main reason is beyond Brock Purdy and beyond the San Francisco 49ers defense, which is the best statistical defense in the league by basically every metric, I think the big problem for Seattle in this game is going to be the 49ers running attack because the Seahawks' rush defense is absolutely terrible. There was a game, I think, against the Raiders where Josh Jacobs ran for like 230 yards in that game against the Carolina Panthers. Deontay Foreman and Chubba Hubbard absolutely tore the Seahawks defense apart. So I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Purdy has 15 attempts in this game or something like that. And they just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey goes wild. and He's going to have 150 or maybe even 200 yards in this game. So for that reason, because the Seahawks have no way of stopping the 49ers run offense, I don't think it's going to be very close. I think that once the 49ers come out to a lead, Brock Purdy won't need to throw the ball. They'll just hand it off to CMC and just run away into the sunset and off to the divisional round. So I'm going to also predict a 49ers victory. Next up, we have the Chargers against the Jaguars, a battle between two highly touted quarterbacks who have played pretty well this season, especially Trevor Lawrence, who after a really underwhelming rookie year has looked really great under Doug Peterson. Do you think the Jaguars carry on their momentum or can Justin Herbert be Justin Herbert and win this game? You know, they're bringing in a lot of momentum. I mean, they've won their last five games, but it's not really against great teams besides that one versus Dallas. So I think that the the Chargers can kind of stop their momentum here. I think they're a better overall team. They're just playing each other because uh, you know, they have a tougher schedule during the season playing that AFC West. And so uh, I I think Justin Herbert and that defense is a little better than what the Jaguars have right now. And I think that that helps them get the win. I agree with you here. I am concerned about the Mike Williams injury. I am concerned. I think, was it Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa? I don't remember who got injured in, in, in week 18. I think those injuries may affect the Chargers somewhat. And I'm worried about that. But overall, I think, as you said, the Chargers have a better overall roster. I've seen a lot of people say they like Trevor Lawrence better than Justin Herbert for some reason. I think that's ludicrous. I think Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback in the NFL. I, mean, I don't know if you agree with that. I don't think yeah, it's I, 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 that's not crazy, but I, I'd put him around five. Yeah. Yeah. But like Trevor Lawrence, I don't think Justin Trevor Herbert. Lawrence is really like right now. Definitely not like in the future, like possibly, but I, I don't really see it. Yeah, so with that, with Justin Herbert just being as good as he is, the Chargers having the better overall roster, and the Jaguars kind of, as you mentioned, kind of fluking their way into the into the playoffs. I'm going to pick the Chargers here, but I would not be surprised if the Jaguars won because, as we talked about, they are on a hot streak. They have some really nice pieces. And also, I personally would take Doug Peterson – over Brandon Staley. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But so I think it'll be close. But yeah, I think there's just a little too much on the Chargers side. I agree. So we're on the same page there. Next up, 
the Dolphins play the Bills, and I'm just going to go straight away with my prediction. Tua is not playing in this game, so the Dolphins will be starting, what, like, Teddy Bridgewater? Or... I'm not sure who they're back I don't even know, but last week they started someone who I'd never heard of before, so I think it's going to be a complete blowout. The uh, Bills obviously have a ton of of momentum and a ton of things to play for because of the Jamar Hamlin injury. I think the Bills have completely rallied around Jamar Hamlin and it's been a great story. I think they can use that as motivation to go into this game. I just looked it up. The Dolphins quarterback last week was a guy named Skylar Thompson. So Skylar Thompson or Josh Allen, I think I'm going to pick Josh Allen. I don't think this is going to be close. It's going to be a massacre. I don't know if you do. You uh, y- yes. Uh, I don't think Skylar Thompson, uh, I did have to like watch with, you know, hands covering the <laughs> eyes, him versus the Jets. It was really terrible to watch. And uh, I mean, he's just not a, not an NFL quarterback playing in the playoffs. I'm, I guess we've seen crazier things happen, but it, I, I don't think it's happening this week. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember a few years ago, the Texans played the Raiders in the playoffs and the Raiders had some quarterback that was, completely out of his depth playing like his first NFL start in the playoffs. I think this is a very similar situation. So, so yeah, like, I don't think that this is very close. Oh, I just remembered the quarterback was Connor cook. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never heard of this guy. I don't think he played a game before and I don't think he played a game afterwards. Yeah. It's just not the playoffs aren't really a time to start off your NFL career. Absolutely. So we're, we're again, we're on the same page for the third straight game. Let's see if we can keep this momentum going with the Vikings against the Giants in Minnesota. I think this is maybe the one of the most intriguing games. I think there's another game that's maybe more intriguing, but I really think this one could go either way. Yeah, this is this is going to be certainly intriguing. Both teams have been just found, finding ways to win throughout the season. So I mean, it it could get very interesting. Who do you think is going to win, though? In this game, I think I'm going to go with the Giants. They got a little more uh, momentum coming in. You're, like, making that late playoff push to get in. I think Daniel Jones is, uh, in my opinion, Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins just because I like him more. And uh, he's more athletic, and I think that gets it done late in the game when they need a spark. So you picked the Giants here. I was leaning towards the Giants, but I thought about it a little more. And I think the Vikings might actually win this game. I definitely think the Vikings are a very inconsistent team. They, I believe they have a negative point differential, which for a team that, that is, is 13, 13 and, and four, 4 is unheard of. And that's mostly because they've won something like nine one-possession games, might be even more. Their defense is one of the worst in the league, and they're just very lucky that they have players like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook who are really explosive and can make big-time plays in big-time moments. So for that reason, I'm really concerned about the Vikings. I can see why you pick the Giants, and I can totally see that happening. But at the same time, I look at the Giants, and they have never really convinced me throughout this season. Like, the Vikings have had moments where they look great. They went into Buffalo and won. It was a lucky win, 
but still beating the Bills in Buffalo is an accomplishment. And I'm thinking about the Giants' season, and I can't really think of any signature wins. They've kind of flown under the radar. They've beaten some bad teams. They've lost against the good teams. And I think everyone is kind of picking the Giants. They're kind of like the fan favorite pick right now because of the Vikings' inconsistencies. But ultimately, I kind of disagree with you on Daniel Jones. I looked at his stats, and I've seen some of his play this year, and it's not that great. He's been mostly a game manager, heading the ball off to Saquon Barkley, and if he is asked to make big throws, I'm not really sure he can make them. Even if he can, who does he have for weapons on that team? Kenny Galladay? Like, he's been an absolute disappointment. Yeah, he's just total, like, non, non-factor in exactly. that whole season. Brian Dayball has reinvigorated this franchise, but I'm going to pick the Vikings here. I think I'm going to go for around 23 to 20. The Vikings win with a late field goal. I'm going to say the Giants start off really strong, but fizzle out as the game goes along. Yeah. So you picked the, the Giants, yes? Yes. Okay. So JW picked the Giants. I'm picking the Vikings. Next up on Sunday night, we have the Ravens against the Bengals in Cincinnati. The Ravens won the matchup earlier in this season, um, but last week without Lamar Jackson, because he is injured, the Bengals won kind of convincingly. The Bengals are also on a tear, much like the 49ers. They've won nine or ten straight games. Um, Lamar is questionable. He might play. So let's assume, let's do two scenarios. First, let's say if Lamar plays. If Lamar plays this game, do you think the Ravens have a shot at winning? I mean, they. it, it depends on what's, what level he comes back as. If he's 100%, of course they got a decent shot to win this game. But if he's like around, you know, 80%, 90%, he's not running as much, I just don't see how this Ravens offense really gets off the ground. And, uh, I mean, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, I think they're just – too good gonna score too many points for it to really make a difference Lamar Jackson if he's only at 80 percent 90 percent I totally agree with you here I think even if Lamar plays there I don't think there's a chance he's at 100 percent and with his style of play he runs the ball all the time so he needs to be at he needs to be fully healthy or else the way this Ravens offense does not work without Lamar Jackson this Ravens offense is anemic they cannot throw the ball. They cannot run the ball. He is literally their entire offense. So with that being said, even if he plays, I don't think he's going to be fully healthy. And if he doesn't play, the Ravens really stand no chance. The Bengals, along with the 49ers, are the two teams with the most momentum coming into these two games. Again, this is very similar to the to the uh, Bills-Dolphins game. I think it's going to be a blowout, even if Lamar plays. I think it's still going to be a blowout because of the injury concerns. And let's let's kind of shift the narrative a little bit of what we're talking about. Do you think, if you were Lamar in this situation, would you want to play in this game knowing that it's going to be an uphill battle? It's away from home. The Bengals are on a hot streak. And you're going into a contract year. Remember RG3, like in 2012, he was the rookie of the year, got injured late in the season and rushed out to play in the playoffs, suffered a bigger injury, and that derailed his whole career. For a quarterback like Lamar, who runs so much, do you think he should Yeah, if I was Lamar, I I wouldn't take this game. I wouldn't play it. Uh, I'd just wait till next season, get healthy, and then get a big contract from the Ravens or anyone else on the open market, 
and like this play okay even if you if you come back and you lose like it really doesn't help you much if you come back and win it really doesn't help you much like i i just see it as you know it's meaningless unless you get hurt and then it's just huge tank of your you know worth on the free market so i completely agree i don't think lamar should play this game um and you know because even if he does i don't think they have a chance and finally let's move on to our final game which will be played on monday night monday night football game for the second consecutive year on wild card weekend we have the 12-win dallas cowboys america's team they're traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the eight and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just squeaked into the playoffs. One of the worst teams to ever make it to the playoffs. Only a select few to make it while having a record below 500. Hey, I mean, Everything the Titans, seems. The Titans were very close this year with a third string quarterback. That is true. That. that is true. And so. Everything seems to be pointing to the Cowboys winning this game, right? They have the better overall team. So are they going to win? What do you say? I mean, I think we've seen in the past Dallas's uh, inability to play well in um, playoff games. You know, they're known for choking a lot. Dak Prescott last year, uh, them not being able to uh, spike the ball at the end of the game. Um, and I think I think that, that definitely plays a lot into – how I look at this. And I think Tom Brady, you know, his wife left him. Why is he even out here? He doesn't have any kids. Like all he does is football. He's not going to go down to freaking Dallas. Okay. He's winning this game. All the other games. Yeah, sure. He might lose, but not Dallas. You know what? I agree with you. The Cowboys are classic choke artists. They always find a way to lose games that they should not be losing. And I think here, the Cowboys have not played well recently. Dak Prescott, while missing most of the first half of the season, led the league in interceptions. So he's really had a really poor season. Tom Brady, despite how bad the Bucs have been, despite how bad their offense is, that's mostly due to the rush offense, which is one of the worst in league history. Tom Brady hasn't been all that bad. He's been pretty solid. A couple of weeks ago, he had a four-touchdown game. So he still has something in him. I think, you know, it's playoff Tom Brady. He's not going to end his career losing to the Cowboys as his final playoff game. So I think the Bucks win this game. It'll be close because the Cowboys have a much better team. But you know the Cowboys are going to find a way to lose this game. And Tom Brady's going to find a way to win it. I'm just giving you a prediction right here. Trayvon Diggs is going to be covering Scotty Miller at some point in this game at the one play he gets in, and Scotty Miller is going to just totally break his ankles. Trayvon Diggs has fallen down. You know, he might have a pick six in this game, but he's Scotty Miller is destroying him. We'll be on the lookout for that. That would be insane if that prediction comes correct. So with that, that does it for this episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. Thank you so much for listening. From now on, every week of these playoffs, we're going to be recording our reactions and our predictions for the following week. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Make sure you share it with anyone who is interested in hearing our playoff predictions or hearing our reactions to these hopefully incredible playoff games. And with that, thanks and goodbye.